0: the
1: happy with heather. hello and welcome back to the happy half a half hour weekly podcast with me heather conder to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news I hope you've all had a very good week and have been enjoying this lovely warmer weather and maybe some outside socialising with friends and family. I've been loving reading everyone's news over the past few days and hunting for good things and I'm really excited to share various stories and to talk to today's guest, who is the wonderful Natalie Jameson. Natalie is a popular culture journalist, broadcaster and writer. From broadcasting on BBC5 Live and interviewing A-listers on the radio to making documentaries and now writing her own novel, she is a force to be reckoned with and has such an eclectic and interesting career. I'm very envious of the amazing people she's met. Her Twitter picture is just casually a picture of her hugging Leonardo DiCaprio. Understandably looking very happy. (laughs) But also, she is such a lovely and genuine woman, and she is full of heart and many happy stories. So I can't wait to chat to her today about what has made us smile over the past week. I hope you enjoy.
0: Yeah, I'm all right. Although I just said, let's go again, because I think we should be uh, transparent and say that this is a redo because I've had loads of technology issues this morning, um, which (coughs) means that I am fine, but I'm slightly in that uh, technology zone. But I'm pleased to be spending half an hour with you uh, for the happy half instead.
1: Oh, exactly. We'll make it all right in the end. Technology is always annoying. Um, Well, at the beginning of my podcast, uh, what I always do is I share my top three things I have loved in the past week. And I always get a guest to talk about their things as well. So would you mind sharing your top three things that have made you smile this week?
0: So the first thing that I wanted to say that's made me smile feels like quite an obvious one and may have come up before but it was just the sunshine it's been cold this week but the sun has come out and I have literally done that thing of I know like lots of people I'm working from home right now Um so going into the garden in between meetings and literally just getting a bit of sunshine on my face and It just makes me happy and it's it made me remember actually because in my uh, past lives when I do a lot more entertainment reporting and get to speak to lots of celebrities in um, sort of as my day job really uh, promoting their films and things like that I once did this interview with Sylvester Stallone uh, and it was hilarious because it was a typical movie junket where you were interviewing people in a hotel room in a really fancy luxury hotel room and the interview with Sly kept being changed because he didn't like the rooms. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I kind of wasn't sure if it was like a really diva-ish thing or kind of what was happening. And it turned out he wanted to be in a room where the sun was coming through the window and would hit his face. Oh, <laughs> and at the wow. time I remember thinking, oh, that's like a really like showbiz weird thing. And now <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think I get it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like literally stuck inside all day and you haven't been outside and you just need... A bit of natural sunlight—it oh uh, can do wonders, right? Definitely, I think. I think my
1: mood just exponentially increases whenever it's sunny. It, I think it might be something to do with, you know, seasonal affective disorder. Have you heard of sad? Mm -hmm. I I think like that is I do slightly have that I just feel so much happier when the sun is shining so that's an excellent an excellent first one anyway
0: (laughs) yeah and, and and it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be hot either I mean obviously I'm aware of the sun's rays and what they're like regardless of whether it's warm or not but yeah I think it's sometimes we do think of it just has to be like a really warm lovely sunny day and and it's not that at all for me it's just if the sun is shining and you can get outside even if it's really cold and I actually really like those crisp cold sunny days I think sometimes more than when it's ridiculously hot um yeah it just makes you feel better and kind of and I and I'm trying to work out if it's how much is to do with the direct impact of the sunlight hitting you which I think is obviously a lot um but also sometimes I think when you do have that moment of being outside and standing in the beam of sunlight um it makes you pause and I think that can maybe sometimes be the reason why you suddenly feel a little bit happier because you've actually stopped and you're not thinking about everything else. You're you're just doing that really basic thing of being, oh, isn't the sun great? Yeah, <laughs> it is.
1: you could just get some perspective away from your desk and your mind going a bit mad and breathe the fresh air. It makes so mm-hmm. much difference. I have a dog. So every day we have to go on a walk, whether it's raining, sunny cold whatever uh, yeah. but it does the world of good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like I don't have a dog I have cats but I have kids and uh one of them still has to be walked to school so <laughs> in a similar Aww. way um it's quite a long walk it's about a half hour walk um so yeah I do the walk there and back uh, every day come rain or shine and yeah it just makes you feel better
1: definitely definitely so that's a great first one what else has brightened up this uh week uh
0: it's what I've been reading actually um and again I think this is a bit of a, a, a kind of hangover if you like from 2020 and lockdown and everything else is that I've always read and I've always enjoyed reading uh, but I've rediscovered being able to read more uh, because usually I'll just read when I go to bed at night and um, I do still do that and I read for quite a long time when I get into bed in the evenings um, But just being able to read a bit during the day. And I had a bit of time this week because uh, I do a podcast as well. So it's called Best Sellers, and we interview authors on that. And we recorded the first episode for our second series of that this week. So I was revisiting uh, one of the authors, Erin Kelly, some of her back catalogue. And it meant that I was doing some daytime reading, which. You just kind of forget is such a joyful thing as well and and I think sometimes it's that thing as well where you I was wondering about it the other day, actually, where you know how like obviously we can all watch however many different t v series at the same time, um but with books we sometimes hang on to that thing of you're just reading one book at yeah. a time, and this week in particular, I've been going into quite a few different books and reading a few chapters of different things and it's been great and I and I wonder why why we've kind of just hung on to that why do we just have to read one book at a time? Like our brains can cope with quite a lot. Massively. Think, we do so. so much
1: in normal life. We can definitely juggle a few different tales, but I know what you mean though. I love reading and I don't make enough time for it. It's a really good thing to just mm. relax. And I'm reading um, Matt Haig's The Midnight Library uh, at the moment, which is...
0: Oh, I haven't read that one yet, but I've heard so many good things about it. Oh, it's brilliant.
1: It. It's, so, it's such a good premise and it really make, takes you in different avenues. Um But I was thinking, I was like, I just don't read enough. I need to read more. So I'm definitely on board your reading train.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, again, in these times when people are probably commuting less or if at all still at the moment, because that's, I think, when people would often do more reading too. So it's just trying to, what I've done a couple of times this week is if I've picked, uh, done the kind of school run and things and had other meetings that I need to get to, rather than just kind of scrolling on social media or doing something else like that I'm like oh you know what I've actually got 15 minutes I'm gonna open my book and read for 15 minutes before I get into that meeting and it's simply glorious um I love it yeah I've I've just read it's a book that's out in a couple of weeks time um but it might be out by the time this podcast goes out uh by Andy Weir called Project Hail Mary and he's the author who wrote The Martian Um, and I'm not the hugest sci-fi geek at all I do love a bit of sci-fi but that book was just really fun as well and yeah fun reading is great again sometimes I think we put too much pressure on books being particularly worthy and that's not to say that I don't think all books aren't worthy but you know just read whatever you like and enjoy it you know intellectual
1: books are brilliant but also I love a bit of trash I love a bit of everything (laughs) so Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) anything and everything
1: brilliant and then one more one more thing uh, that has got you through the week
0: so one more joyful thing um I was struggling well I wasn't struggling on my third choice but there were many things to choose from and I think I should probably do the right thing and say that uh two days ago I had my first coronavirus oh, vaccine yay! so <laughs> yay uh, I'm semi on the way to being able to hug my mum. So, that is actually fantastic. Yeah, it made news. me feel awful the oh, day after. okay. Sorry, that's <laughs> not such good news. But yeah, which again I'm kind of loath to say, but but it was it was only as bad as like a, a kind of bad hangover, really, in terms of a headache and feeling a bit rough. But obviously, totally worth having the vaccine. And it was actually it was genuinely really joyful to walk into the vaccination centre and everybody who was involved in the whole process were just lovely so lovely
1: oh that's so brilliant I can't imagine how joyful it will be when you get to hug your mum that will be the best thing Mm. ever um but also apparently if you do have repercussions after the vaccine you have a very strong immune system so this is actually good news (laughs) Ah.
0: (laughs) Ah, thanks for sharing. Yes, strong immune system. That's what I like. So, illness is good
1: in this one occasion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm thrilled. That's so. What have been your three joyful things? So, the first one is I got my hair cut. Which, oh my goodness, I can't tell you, Natalie, I was desperate. I hadn't had it cut for like nine months. <laughs> and it's, what as you can see, it's very straight and it shows every scissor mark. So mm. I didn't really trust anyone to cut it. And the only person that could have cut it in lockdown three was my boyfriend because he was in my bubble. And I tried cutting his hair. And it was so stressful. I thought it would be okay. And I was really naive. And then he brought out all these shavers. And it was honestly, to this day, probably the most stressful hour of our relationship. (laughs) Um, So I'm glad the hairdressers are back open. (laughs) Um, And that definitely makes it because you just feel like a new woman, you know, when fresh cut. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Well, we're doing this on Zoom, so I can I can see the hair looks great. I'm obviously <laughs> studying my hair. My haircut is happening tonight, actually. So um, I've got the hairdressers this evening. And yeah, my roots are like all over the place. And yeah, definitely, I feel much shaggier. Than you currently look very sleek and and refined. No. So congratulations on the oh, haircut. Thank you. You also look lovely, but also big Friday night plans tonight then. So... <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I was like, well, what are we going to do afterwards? Well, not much probably. Just stay in. (laughs) Um,
1: But that leads me on nicely, actually, to my second thing, which was going out to the pub. I Mm. went out. I, it was brilliant. <laughs> I'm back in Oxford at the moment with my family just for a little bit mm-hmm. because I didn't see them for ages. And so we all went to the pub um, once they opened and uh, we went at lunchtime actually. Which pub did you go to? So we went to a place called the White Hart at Whiteham, which is near Ox- in Oxfordshire. And they have these pods. So outside there are little tables with a little pod surrounding, which means that even if it's cold, you feel mm-hmm. like you want to be outside because there's heating and lights and fairy lights as well. So it made it really special rather than like, oh God, we're going to freeze to death outside. (laughs) Um, And it was so nice. But what I realized was I'm not used to, eating really rich food and day drinking, or just drinking, really. Um, So (laughs) we had this lunch and it was amazing. It was so, so nice, but it was so rich. And I had some Prosecco because I thought, why not celebrate this momentous occasion? And about five o'clock that day, I was like, I need a nap. I'm so tired.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, day drinking is... It's good and bad at the best of times. Uh, amazing while you're doing it. And I, again, I think this sort of thing is that if you are in a situation where you can have that five o'clock nap, then great, because it's sort of over and done with. So
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was a day off for me, so I did have a nap and it was great. But I was like, my stamina needs to improve.
0: This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. And I think also just like, yeah, I don't want to like detract from the joyfulness of the experience, but like the cost of eating out... <laughs> As well. I think we're all like fine to pay it, of course, because we want to support all the businesses and things, but I think it's just readjusting everything to like, oh, it's like how much for like a burger and chips? I know. Okay.
1: I know. And you're like, I could be having this glass of wine in my garden for a third of the price, but <laughs> uh, it is it is the atmosphere, yeah, we can't it? think um, like that. We can't
0: think like that.
1: No, I love yeah. it. I actually had the best time. It was really, really nice and we didn't have to cook and it was lovely. Um, and then the third thing was, it was my birthday. So oh. yeah, it was lovely. And uh, again, obviously... We couldn't do loads of in-person celebrations, but it was really nice and had a nice cake. It was gorgeous weather and I had a little Zoom party, um, which you'd think we'd be over them by now. And I think most people are entirely mm. Zoomed out, but it was a surprise and it was called A Night at the Musicals um, and everyone did charades and singing and it was amazing. So... It was fantastic for a birthday. Wow, that sounds impressive. It was. And all my friends, bless them, even ones who do not like singing, <laughs> really gave it their all. Um, and we were saying, oh, hopefully this will be the last Zoom party. But we can just keep our fingers crossed that uh, eventually yeah. in-person things will become more
0: more and more possible. Um, but... So I, I love a musical. So what was the musical highlight from your Zoom Ooh, party? Oh,
1: well... We did a version actually of musical statues where my friend played. I mean, it was a bit crazy. My friend played things like, Don't You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray, and we'd have to dance. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird because you're obviously by yourself, but watching everyone else dance. And then you'd freeze in a position that embodied a character when the music froze. And it was honest to God, Im- hilarious. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very strange but amazing so it was a lovely birthday. It sounds great. Yeah it was really nice um, and uh, I'm now I've hit my mid-20s so I'm actually quite excited so who knows what the future will bring but yeah so those yeah, are my it's top It's only three. good after that. Brilliant that's what I love to hear <laughs> um, but what a great great selection of things I feel we had and there were some quite significant ones yeah. vaccines and pubs and big events that haven't been happening so yeah that's better than my previous top threes from previous months anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did hear when we was it the last one we were talking about mini oh eggs, my goodness but I was kind of all here for your uh, mini I, egg I love. think I talked about them for about four minutes but that's okay
1: <laughs> so let's move on to stories from others <laughs> I have now set up a Gmail account because I thought i will be professional. Um, So it's thehappyhalf at gmail.com. If anyone fancies sending me an email, it would make my day, my week. Um, And basically, if you have any good news or anything happy in your life that's made you smile, then send it my way and I can chat about it with a guest um, and everyone else can hear it too. The first piece of news I wanted to shout out and chat to you about is from Frankie, who has very excitingly just launched her own baking business. I love this because I uh, I love cake. Um, But her business is Mm. called Frankie Bakes. So you can look it up. It's at Frankie Bakes on Instagram and Facebook. And she makes basically bespoke cakes and it can be whatever you like. So... In recently, for example, she made a white chocolate and raspberry celebration cake full to the brim with homemade meringue kisses. And it looked like a Bake Off creation and was out of this world. Um, wow. And I was thinking, I love baking, but there is a difference between my baking and kind of professional standard bespoke bakeries. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of baking. Have you been doing much baking in these lockdowns? mm
0: Yeah, I I really like baking. And to be honest, I was doing quite a lot of baking before lockdown. But um, yeah, I think my thing with baking is that I'm very enthusiastic. Uh, It generally tastes pretty good, I think. And my family, I think, would agree with that as well. But... um, uh, visually it's not spectacular so that's not what I really want to spend the time on. Um, I enjoy the process of mixing it all together uh, and baking it and then eating it but I can't really be bothered to make it look beautiful so I applaud Frankie Bakes <laughs> for um, making it uh, as appealing as it sounds it, as it is. So yeah, um, I love baking. My daughter's actually really into baking as well so uh, she makes a really good gingerbread loaf <gasps> at the moment and um, yeah, we've kind of got quite a good team of bakers going on my husband does some good bread as well So, um, yeah,
1: that's really gingerbread is one of my favorite flavors. Actually, I'm a big ginger fan. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's quite hard, actually, a gingerbread loaf. Um, Well, if you're ever in need of a professional standard cake, then yeah, Frankie sounds like she's got a great business. And I'm also so impressed at how many people have created their own businesses and started new ventures in this time. So many people have been so inspired and just taken to a passion. And I love that.
0: Yeah no me too and I think as somebody who is a freelancer uh, for my day job anyway so I, I kind of do a range of things um, it's really not easy so I think you know it's it's quite it's great that you have get have had people writing in and saying what they're doing but I am also very appreciative of all the work that I'm sure Frankie has done to get to this point to be able to even put it up on Instagram and yeah, there's so much work that always goes on behind the scenes with those things. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. Great. Um,
1: and I also just before we talk
0: about you, I wanted to ask about something
1: you shared on Twitter, which I feel is very happy, which happened very recently. And it was about <laughs> a beach and some couple that got engaged. Can you tell the story?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we were allowed to move out a bit more, my husband's family lives on the beach. near Ch- They live near Chichester. Um, so we got to go and see them down there and uh, got to just walk on the beach, which is glorious anyway, and see sunsets on the beach, which is one of my favourite things to do wherever I am at any point, um, I love a good sunset. And yeah, uh, me and my husband, we just went for a little walk. And there was uh, a couple coming towards us. And it's that thing where kind of in the distance I could see they were it was freezing because this was April uh but they were barefoot and uh they were both kind of holding beer bottles and clinking we we're like oh they're going to be really drunk it's going to be really funny um and then they approached and they were like oh would you mind like taking a picture like we've literally just got engaged and uh Aww. the one of their phones was about to die she was like just before like the phone dies because we haven't got anything to commemorate I think they'd already done their phoning or yeah. their family and everything um but yeah then so I took some pictures of them um with the sunset and the beach and their beer bottles and yeah it, it was just great. sounds
1: idyllic it sounds so perfect yeah. <laughs> what a gorgeous thing to witness as well I love sunsets as well and the beach and but basically that would be an ideal yeah. engagement really wouldn't it um but that made me smile it would <laughs> maybe smile a lot yeah
0: yeah I think also the thing with sunset and beaches I sometimes wonder I don't live by the beach um and I don't stop and watch the sunset every day because especially during the winter I'm usually working anyway but um I kind of wonder if like, part of the joy of that, too, is that, again, you just stop and do it. And I wonder if I live there, if I'd actually do that every day or not. But I think because you're somewhere different, it puts you into a slightly different mindset, which is a good thing. Yeah, too. and you appreciate it more, probably
1: but yeah Mm. you're right no that's lovely um and then also before we go on to the news I'd love to ask you about your novel because this sounds really exciting (laughs) I'm not sure how much you're allowed to say but I've been looking at your kind of updates which is like early a.m writing redraft this redraft that it sounds a lot of work (laughs) how's it all been has it been okay
0: yeah, so it is a lot of work. Um, I'm still at the very early stages of what I hope will be a long writing career um, in sort of the next phase of my career, I suppose. Um, so I've been a journalist for a really long time. Um, I've done lots of entertainment reporting. Um, I've worked for the BBC. I've worked for other radio stations. I do a lot of podcasting uh, at the moment. But in sort of the next, I'm always kind of trying to think of what I want to keep uh, challenging myself with and pushing myself to do more. Um, And yeah, book writing is something that I've, I've always loved writing and I am one of those people who was always like, oh yeah, I'm going to write a book one day. And it kept getting to the point where it's like, well, either you're going to, or you're just never going to. Um, and this was something that I started before lockdown because I actually found it really difficult to write pre-lockdown, um. So, yeah, I I did a short writing course uh, with Faber, the publishers, um, and that kind of spur- really spurred me into action. So I completed my novel after that. I've managed to get a literary agent fantastic. Um, who's been brilliant, so I've been working with her. Uh, and, yeah, we've just been redrafting my first novel to get it into as good a shape as it can be before it goes on submission to publishers who will hopefully want to buy it at some point. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's an awful lot of work, and it's the re-editing and redrafting that really, that's to me. I know various other writers have different parts of the process that they enjoy, but the editing bit has not but been something I've particularly mm. relished. And I know there's lots more of that to come. Um, yeah, I suppose it's a bit like sort of having the equivalent of almost maybe a hundred essays that you've written, and you've got to painstakingly wow. <laughs> redo oh. each one over and over again.
1: And it must be hard to get rid of writing. You've spent ages writing. Do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think maybe I think that is possibly why it takes so long, but then it does get to that point where you're, you've read it so many times, you're, you're more subjective because you're like, you know what? I don't care if it stays or it goes now. somebody's told me I just need to make it a bit pacier in the first bit. So fine, I'm just going to do that. Um, And yeah, it is quite, yeah, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. As I think, I think often sometimes we really romanticize writing. And don't get me wrong, I love it and it's brilliant, um, and I really enjoy it. But as you were saying from my early uh, tweets, it is a lot of getting up before my day job starts and before the kids are awake to do a couple of hours writing then, um, and then kind of get on with the day. But. But yes, yeah, so I've I started writing my second novel as well uh, in the process. Wow. So just trying to keep that bit of my brain You're going. You're a superwoman.
1: I don't know how you fit it all into a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know are about you that. You allowed to say what kind of <laughs> genre you are writing? Yeah, so it's um it's commercial fiction, so mainstream fiction. Um it's uh based around kind of some of I I think again, I think everyone sort of who is starting out writing, you put a bit of what you you know so far into your work so it's based in the entertainment world um, uh, and it kind of follows three women at different stages of their career over a very uh, momentous 24 hours Um, so there's an actress and there's a production assistant and there's a journalist and yeah they all kind of discover lots of things about themselves that they didn't really know before wow
1: well I can't wait to eventually at some point hopefully read it yeah me too So let's go on to talk about some positive stories from the news. So I've been researching lots of mm. good things this week and there's stuff from the sweet to the quirky to the important. So I thought I'd start with something which just really made me smile and I don't know if you heard about this but it was about the grandad who won in the euro millions after he forgot his glasses so (laughs) what happened was he was unable to pick his regular numbers because he left his glasses at home and Mm. so he's an 80 year old man called Dennis Fawcett uh so he went in for a lucky dip he was like I'll just take my chances and it turned out to be one of the best decisions ever to leave his glasses because he matched five main numbers (laughs) and a lucky number so he won 116,124 pounds. Wow. He and his wife Anne are going to spend it on some nice things for their house, but they also want to give the majority to their family because they think that they will appreciate it more but how amazing is that that you know leaving your glasses can lead to reaping such benefits
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I wear glasses or contact lenses and I don't think I would get on nearly well I wouldn't get on as well at all if I didn't have my glasses with me so yeah congratulations to him it sounds like it absolutely worked a treat and he's probably been buying a lottery ticket for
1: you know nearly 80 years and never had any luck and it's finally paid off (laughs) yeah I hope he enjoys it but also, as we're recording this, uh, it was Earth Day yesterday, so I thought I'd share some good environmental news. Are you much of a coffee drinker? I am. Good. So this will be important for you. Basically, scientists, I think from Hugh Gardens, have rediscovered a coffee bean that could save coffee from the threat of climate change, because I've uh, basically the arabica bean that we rely on needs to be grown in the tropics and it requires cool wet weather but it means it's at like increasing risk from global warming and people are worried we're going to have this big coffee crisis at some point but they've just rediscovered something called stenophila i don't know if i've said that right but it's a rare Mm. wild coffee from west africa that tastes like arabica coffee. Uh, but it grows in much warmer conditions and so it's climate resilient. So everyone is thrilled
0: because we could save the nation from a coffee shortage which I know would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely need my two cups of coffee to get me going in the morning, but I'm quite uh good at then not drinking later in the day. Um but yeah, no, that's that is a good thing. I did read about that story actually this week and Yeah, I kind of I can't quite work out how much I like that. Yes, it's brilliant that coffee can be maintained and we'll all be fine, whilst also having that slight scare of uh, climate change is awful and we need to do more to prevent it. Um, We
1: really do need to do more. And I was reading also about all of the Earth Day things, and I think basically there's a bit massive call to do as much as we can to reduce emissions and. Biden opened his Earth Day Summit talk by calling for a 50% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by 2030, I think. And loads of companies I've been reading about mm-hmm. are planning to become net zero um, by, you know, a few years time. I think Netflix said that they were going to be net zero entirely by the end of next year, which is a really quick turnaround time. Um, so things are being done. And hopefully, yes, hopefully there are good things Um that are going to affect the climate in a positive way. And uh, it was really encouraging yesterday, reading all of the positive environmental things that are being done or hope to be achieved. Um, so because we do need to do something I've been watching those documentaries and yeah it's freaking out a bit (laughs) yeah me too
0: me too and yeah you know as I mentioned I've got kids as well so I'm also very wary about what state we're leaving the planet in for future generations and everything Um, but yeah actually Earth Day I think is one of those initiatives which is a really good thing I'm not always a fan of all of the different days that get assigned Mm -hmm. to different things but um, if anything you know I think Earth Day is one that we need to take more notice of. And I know, I know it's trite to say that every day should be an Earth Day. But um, it is that kind of sentiment, I think that if we can all just refocus our efforts, and it's going to be painful, I think to do some of the things, of course, that we need to reduce um, and address climate change properly, but it's just got to be done.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it is nice to read a bit of positivity surrounding it rather than just the constant barrage of negative our world is dying. So
0: yeah, those are the things I read. Have you read anything particularly happy this week? Um, I, I think similarly just on the Earth Day uh, stuff, I was reading quite a lot of stuff about, again, the the inroads that are being made to reduce emissions and just future-proofing the, the planet and the climate in general. And I think there are sort of two different schools of thought of talking about climate change and one is kind of presenting how bleak things are and what we need to change and the other is is much more solutions based and sort of saying that yes there is a lot that we have already messed up but it is reversible and we can change things if we do this and it's kind of sometimes i think it's that mindset thing of however you try and solve a problem if you can foresee the positive outcome then that's what we're going to achieve so i choose to believe and trust the scientists that are saying it can be done if we do this, um, rather than feeling too gloomy and negative about it. Because again, I think that does get into your your mindset and, you know, all that. I think positive thinking is, is very valid. So yeah, I lean towards yeah, that. Yeah,
1: definitely. I'm always about positive thinking, although sometimes I think it is very valid to not be so positive, <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously on the happy half, I have to be like, yes, we are all happy, uh, which
0: we mostly are, but <laughs> you know, if
1: there are those important things you have to We address. mostly are,
0: but, but yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I think also to be to be happy, you've got to have experienced sadness and everything as well, so otherwise you don't really get the happiness um everybody you know we can't all be happy all the time um but I think it's very good to celebrate the happy things that you do yeah
1: definitely and this has been so lovely as well celebrating your news and lots of the things that have made us smile I'm feeling the Friday fun now you know I was having a slow day and I now feel the joys of spring
0: ah good good I should probably say like staring at cats that's always a happy oh, thing yeah. as well I've got four cats should I tell you briefly my cat my cat story to yeah, end you on a happy do. high as yeah, well please do. so my my cat story is that we have um we had two very elderly cats a couple of years ago who died um in quite quick succession of each other but they lived a really long life they were like both 21 years old so Very good lives they had. Uh, And we promised the kids that we would get a couple of kittens um, because they'd had to deal with these quite geriatric animals. who were quite smelly and stuff for a while, um, much as we all loved them. Uh, So we went to the local rescue centre to get a couple of kittens and we left the rescue centre with two kittens and their mum and dad. So we now have a whole cat family that we've had for a couple of years, um, which has been remarkable to actually see the interactions between the mum and the dad and two of their kittens, uh, to be in our house and to see them grow up and in particular the dad and one of the kittens have like such a close bond and they're the ones that kind of curl up together and sleep together all the times um so it's super sweet uh but yeah it's it's joyful to just watch them too oh
1: my goodness I love animals all animals I don't understand anyone who's not a pet person because I just think they bring so much happiness oh my dog is the best yeah exactly absolutely um (laughs) oh that's so lovely and I'm glad that they're all together that's lovely Um, I
0: know. But
1: yeah, it's been a real joy. Thank you so much. I've loved hearing all your news um, and I hope your haircut goes well. I mean, you're going to be a goddess. Not that you're not already, but (laughs) (laughs) it's been such a privilege. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. You're welcome. Thanks so
0: much for having me on, here. No worries. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much for listening to The Happy Half. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then it would be amazing if you could give the podcast a little rating and a little review. And please do tell your friends, your mums, your dads, anyone who you think might enjoy a little bit of my ramblings in their day. Also, a reminder that you can now check out the Happy Half on Patreon, where you can give as little as £3 per month to help support the costs of the podcast. All your support is honestly so greatly appreciated. So a big thank you in advance. But I hope you have a very lovely week and it, the sun continues to shine and I'll be back next Wednesday with a very special guest. The Happy Half with Heather. The Happy Half was created by Heather Konda with help from Fon. Who you can find on social media at Fon Music. Bye for now. Oh,